Hello, and welcome to episode 190 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today we're talking about our experiences in Dominaria United Limited. Yeah. I'm, uh, I think I'm about, oh shoot, I don't know, 10 or 11 drafts in. And I think you said you're seven-ish. I just did my seventh draft on Monday. Yep. So. so we got uh, a little bit of experience under our belt, and we're going to break down what we've noticed so far. Yes. I've played a lot of those. Your 11 drafts and my seven drafts are a lot of games. Yes. And, I mean, if you if you think about how many drafts we did of, I don't know, uh, gosh, uh Guilds of Ravnica mm-hmm. probably did more. We've probably done more uh, Dominaria United drafts than we ever did of those sets. I'm 100% confident. <laughs> so if you want to get at us with your experiences in Dominaria Limited or like thoughts that you might have that we didn't touch on, you can get at us at our social media links that are all in the description below. Yeah, including our Discord. There's a link down there if you want to join in the conversation. There was a lot of chatter on Discord this week on pretty active community. So if that's yeah. something you're interested in, hop on in there. Uh, there's two ways you can support the show. We would appreciate it if you used uh, one or both of them. The first is no cost to you. It's our TCG player affiliate link. If you're looking to pick up anything from Dominaria United, any singles, sealed product or whatnot, uh, use our affiliate link. We'll get a percentage to help keep the show going. It's uh, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, like I said, just navigate to the site with that link, and we'll get a percentage to you know, help keep our lights on, pay our hosting fees, and what have you. Uh, the other way is through our Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. If you like what we do, we'd appreciate it if you pitched a couple bucks in and uh, helped us continue doing that. Patrons get access to about another hour of content out of us. They get our pre-show, which may or may not be magic-related, just kind of two buddies catching up. If you're into that kind of thing, or you just like us that much, you like hearing us talk, uh, patrons get that as a bonus. Uh, they also get access to our show notes, which uh, sometimes are pretty sparse like this week. Uh, sometimes they're a lot more detailed. Either way, they give you an idea of what we're going to be talking about that upcoming week. And patrons also get put on my mailing list. Roughly bi-monthly, I send something out to the patrons as a thank you. So uh, if you want any any of those things, Hop on over to patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG and chip a couple bucks in. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. And Brian's been recording his drafts for Dominaria United. You said you got five of them in the queue? Got five of them up right now. And then we have uh, two more that are going to go up. I'm going to try, fingers crossed, to have like a more regular schedule. I know that for streets, I was putting them out every day for like three weeks and then. That format got old pretty quick. I'm going to try to like pace myself both in my gameplay and in my uh, release schedule. So this Mm -hmm. week I did get all fired up and I released one every day. So hopefully you've been watching them since this is Thursday. If not, go back. Um, And then I'm going to try to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday going forward. And like that ends up being like 25-ish drafts with like this is a really short like set, uh, set life. Mm-hmm. Because we're doing the like fall winter set thing, yeah. Um, so I Brothers think I can war coming soon, yeah, really soon. So I think I can do uh, like a draft every day, 
And if I yep. like like the format and I'm doing more, I'll release uh, more. But I'm gonna try to do like three a week till the end of the uh, set's life. Mm-hmm. Do you want to uh, touch on Brothers War real quick before we start our limited deep dive? Uh, sure. Are we talking about the card that the community is pretty split on if it's fake or if it's real? Well, also. Um... The thing that I can't remember if I mentioned during the pre-show last week or the actual show last week. Uh, go ahead. Um, there was an image floating around of a Mishra's bauble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I talk about that on the show? Uh, you did bring it up. I think maybe it's a pre-show. Okay. Like, the set symbol looked too sharp. Yeah. It was like, it was like beat up or something. Yeah, it looked like somebody had uh, pulled it out of their pocket. It was not flat. Okay. Um, but it was an old border Mishra's bauble with the, um, like, you know, the art style that the, uh, some of the secret lair bonus cards have had where it's like a blueprint kind of, uh-huh. it's like a piece of art in front of a blueprint. That's yeah. the style art that it was in the old border. Okay. Um, so people are speculating there may be like a mystical archive kind of antiquities, whatever slot in brother's war. Um, but yeah, sense. the set symbol was weird. It was like a, it was just a gear, but it was like super well defined. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the set symbols are pretty, uh, pretty muddy, and there's not a whole lot of detail in them. Um, so people are kind of split on if that's real or not. Also, yeah. And then with a different set symbol, there's yep. Elishnorn. Well, the Mystical Archives had a different set symbol than Strixhaven did. Yeah, fair. Yeah, there were like a scroll. Yeah, so then there's this Elish Norn that is one white white for a 3-3 three, three, that mm-hmm. when a creature enters your under, uh, enters a battlefield under your control, your creatures get plus one, plus one. And if a creature enters under your opponent's control, their creatures all get minus one, minus one till the end mm-hmm. of turn. Um, on one hand, like I read that card and I go, they would totally print that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, um, if we think back, like the leaked Jin Cataxius that we got was, right. um, kind of a water, uh, was had flash and like, I think countered the first, the first spell and didn't have like a subset of spells. Yeah. So it was like kind of better than what we ended up with. Same thing with Shieldred. Yeah. The, the Shieldred that was floating around the internet before Shieldred was like a constructed playable magic card as opposed to the current Shieldred, which will <laughs> which is not which will have fun uh, being swept by a four mana rare in uh, yeah. in limited, which happened to it today. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, that's gonna suck for you. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So I don't know how how much stock to put in it, but like you look at yeah. the card and you go like, yes, they would they print, print this card. Yeah, yeah, like no doubt. Like it doesn't say like draw eight cards on it, so you're like, yeah, there's a chance. Um, right. but I don't know, like, you know, don't go buying a bunch of like white cards for your deck in anticipation of this card being real. Yeah, because who knows? Who knows? Like, uh, as you have demonstrated, you can make some very high quality proxies mm-hmm. on the uh, uh, with the use of the internet. That so, is true. So, like a skilled person with some uh, with some time can definitely make a card that looks very magicy. Yep. But like I was seeing stuff, people were like, "Oh, the borders aren't perfectly centered," and 
blah, blah, blah. The set symbol looks weird. I'm like, calm down. Calm down. Yeah. Well, was it also like crinkled? No, it was flat. Okay. There might have been another card that was leaked also, though. Because I, I thought I saw there was another card that was all like crinkled up and torn, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. So I think that I'm not putting a ton of stock in it, but it is yeah. interesting. Yeah, who knows? It's a rumor. Yeah. So let's talk um uh Dominarian limited? limited. Yeah. So what are your like initial thoughts on the format? Just like broad broad strokes, big picture. Um it took me a couple drafts uh to kind of realize what was going on. Okay. Um I tried drafting like the first two drafts I did. I just drafted like mid range, good stuff piles. Mm -hmm. It got absolutely clown like zero wins, both of them. And then I think the third draft I did, I drafted a green blue, like ramp deck, mm -hmm. like a bunch of kicker stuff, bunch of card draw, whatever. And went four three. And I think I've only had one like not winning record since then. Gotcha. Um, I have definitely moved on from there. Um, I've drafted almost exclusively some version of Mardu, either red, white, white, black, black, red, whatever, mm -hmm. um, with like an aggro plant and have been doing very, very well. Yeah. So I had a similar experience. I think my first, I went three, three, one, three, 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 one, three. Mm -hmm. um, and like, was just kind of like mid rangey good stuff. And like, I had like a control deck, a blue white control deck that kind of traded one for one, which you can't do. Right. Right. Just you, you can't. Right. And like, there is, there are the, you have to, you either, this is feeling like Keldheim where you're either aggressive or you're like multicolor, like tons of value, good stuff. Mm -hmm. because those decks go over the top of your like regular like two color pair archetype that they kind of designed into the set yeah right because you get the best removal spell from every color as opposed right. to just the best removal spell from two colors you yeah. get the best mythics from and rares from five colors as opposed to the best mythics and rares from two colors yeah so you get a very different like um like set of cards you get to play. So you either have to get under that or uh you have to play it. But like being yeah. in the middle doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Right? Like I said, the the first two that I did were both, you know, Sultai ish, Jundish, whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh they were they were both very bad. I think that you had actually I think though the only other one that I had a losing record with um was also like Jund-ish and was not great. Gotcha. So I I think that like there's this balance where you have to like play to the board early mm -hmm. because if you don't like you're gonna get run over by really like the red white decks. Mm -hmm. Um but then you have to be able to go like big over the top of anything else that you play. Right. Right. And like, but if you're the like red, white decks, 
Like, you have this very narrow window where you have to, like, get in damage and, like, win games by punishing your opponent for stumbling, kind of the normal, like... Yeah, normal red... limited stuff. Yeah, normal yeah. red aggro stuff. But then you get to this point where, like, it's a lot of, okay, if they have a pump spell here, I die. But if I don't die, I win on the crackback. Yeah. Or I, ha- I had one where, like, I... I was a red white deck. It was it was my my one for seven wins. It was the first <laughs> one I had any mana problems at all, and um, I was like, okay, uh, and I was like, well, I just have to attack, and if my trumpet blast or whatever the the kicker trumpet blast, yeah, if this resolves and they have no removal spell, I win, mm-hmm. and if they do anything to me, I lose. Yeah, uh, they did something, I lost. Yeah. Right. I mean, but that card's kind of bonkers, though, right? Yeah, both of them are. the The white yeah. one, the the, uh, the inspired charge. Yeah, I couldn't kick it. I I don't even know if I had a black source in my deck to kick it. It was yeah. just trumpet blast. Well, that, like, that one's kicker red. It's kicker. No, the the heroic charge is kicker red. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah two yeah, white yeah, white yeah. plus one plus two plus one, and you kick it. They yeah. get trample for one in the red, and the other yeah. one is two in a red. Gets plus two plus zero. Oh, kicker black. If a, your if a creature, creature dies, dies a draw card. You draw a card. Yeah. So like, but like, you just kind of get to these points where you're like, all right, well, I have like two more creatures and you have blockers. I guess I win this game because I have a pump spell or something dumb like that. Yeah. But there's also well, it's super easy to get more creatures than blockers oh, yeah. too because like everything brings a friend. Yeah. There's so many cards that bring a buddy. But like, this definitely feels like if you play against like the walls deck and they can kind of keep up for a little while they can bury you or like well so that was that was another deck that i wanted to talk to you about i've tried to draft that deck a couple times and it's never come together and i just end up with you know some variation of my mardu aggro deck but i've heard rumblings that that's supposed to be like the premier deck of the format have you had a chance to draft it yet that was the first deck i drafted i drafted abzan walls um i took a blight pile pick one and then pick two or three, like, was it Winged On, whatever? The white mm-hmm. 03? Yeah. That deck works because that card is not okay. Absurd, yeah. It is just wild how good that card is. So yeah. I think that deck is as good as the number of Winged On whatevers they are. Uh, like, if you... I played against someone who had two. Yeah. But, like... I, I I was playing Mono Wraths and I had a Choking Miasma and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. if they play the wall, I sweep all the birds and then I go from there. Mm-hmm. They played the wall, got five birds, and I swept the birds. Yeah. And I was like, okay. But if I didn't have that sweeper, I lost the game. Like, on the yeah. spot, was done. So, like, how do you go about drafting that deck? Do you look for, do you just take random walls if there's nothing else in the pack and hope you get past one of that white guy? Or do you, like, see the white guy and then immediately start grabbing walls? I think, so, I think if you see the white guy, like, you can just go into the deck. Like, it's open at that point. Like, yeah, fourth pick, the, 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 the white 03, I think mm-hmm. you think the deck's open. And then most of the walls are at common. Yeah. So like it's not hard. And the only color that doesn't have walls is red, right? Yeah. Yeah. The blue walls are well, one of the blue walls is a win condition. Yeah. But like the best two are blight pile and then the 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 white one. 
Mm-hmm. So you can like blight pile can win you a game. I think closely behind that, uh, and it pairs really well with the white wall, is gibbering barricade. Yeah. Right. Like I definitely won some games where I was like chump block with my birds, sack them, draw some life, uh, gain some life, draw two cards. Yeah. Right. Okay. Get another wall. Get some more birds, and just kind of keep it going that way. The deck I played, like, uh, I had, like, it wasn't the best. Like, we were testing some things, but, like, children, like children's restoration or whatever. I yeah. was like, well, if they kill my blight pile, got to be able to get it back. <laughs> like, that's like that's the only way I'm dealing damage in this game is blight pile. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, what it does is it simultaneously takes care of the aggressive decks. Right, like you play a gibbering barricade, like they can't, they can't. Like you're just like yeah, here's you're here's a two four, or like you know a blight pile. Here's a three three for two. Yeah. They can't get through, and then that lets you get to your end game of either uh, uh, wing whatever, uh, or uh, like blight piling them out of the game. Like you just slow the game down long enough that it doesn't yeah. matter. But I don't know. Like, it's hard because, like, if you take all these walls and then you don't get one of the three walls that can win you a game, mm-hmm. then you have a non-functional deck. Right. Right? So, like, I guess it's how much do you value what the blue one, coral, whatever? Yeah. How much do you value that? Like, do you feel like that's an actual win condition? Right. Uh, and then the black and the white one are actual win conditions that can win you a game mm-hmm. but like you're just in this spot where you're like if you're wrong like you just have no way to win a game right well that's kind of what i meant like i don't think you can like pack one pick one decide you're going to be in the walls deck like it's something that you've got to kind of keep in the back of your mind mm-hmm. as you're drafting um but if you're like you know pick five or six and there's nothing in the pack but you see a you know blight pile or something like is that when you 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 know start keeping a lookout for walls? Yeah, like blight pile's weird. I've seen it super late. And I think it's one of the things that like if you're not doing walls, you don't want it. Most people don't want it. Yeah. Like I think it's like it's in that weird spot that like if you are the domain deck, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Right? You're like all you want to do is like have a blocker early in the game. Yeah. So you like you can play it and you're fine. Like I've put the is it feral whatever the abomination is mm-hmm. the like i put those in like one of my controlling decks just because i'm like it's a three two it trades up yeah and i'm like god i wish this was a blight pile this would be so much better because <laughs> i can block their stupid two two and still have my creature and it didn't cost you two life it didn't cost me two life like all the things here are bad but yeah. it's better than just like getting smashed by a three three four turns in a row yeah um or getting smashed by this 2-2 multiple turns. So, like, if you, like, you can take it if you're more controlling and, like, back into being walls, I think. Or being, like, walls light, where you have, like, that. You might have, like, a blight pile and two gibbering barricades. And maybe the game just comes down to you, like, dealing your opponent three, like, across... Mm-hmm. uh like three a turn for two or three turns and you win the game that way. Yeah. Cause like you did other stuff that like just having a three, three speed bump and a two, four speed bump was good enough. 
Mm-hmm. Also, the and green. Eventually, you get there. The the O two, the green O two. Mm-hmm. Like I secretly wanted that card in decks. That's is that the one that gets you a land? Yeah, I'm just like, oh, yeah. I wish like I had one of those. I could maybe cut a land. Yeah. And like have an extra body. Like this is fine. Like basically, it just gains you two life because it like blocks a two two. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, but hey, it got me a card and gained me two life. Like, yeah, that's some percentage of a row. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll... <laughs> sure. <laughs> hey, that's how we're measuring cards. It's it's a reasonable percentage of an euro, so it's good enough. Hey, like, uh, joint exploration is like yeah. euro minus the life. That's right. It's like sixty percent of euro. So I'm I'm and testing it out. To be a six six. Yeah. There's a fine, fine, okay. Maybe it's only twenty percent a row, but still percents of a row. No, right. but like that card, like can really hold together. It holds together domain decks. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's just a wall. It helps you hit your land drops in your stupid walls deck. Like it kind of yeah. does everything. So, but I do agree. Like I think you like, you get like a fifth or sixth pick blight pile that might go in your domain deck. But, like, you could pivot to walls if you got, you know, the white wall in pack two. Or yeah. you get the white wall. I think if you got the white wall, like, turn two or turn, th- sorry, pick two or pick three, I think you're just like, I think I'm walls now. Like, mm-hmm. I have the best one. And the clockwork bridge is super annoying, too. Yeah, that was right. the, the next one I was going to ask you about was the uh, the colorless ones. Oh no! Well, the clockwork uh, bridge is the white, white one, one, right? Yeah. Right, but like you, you get it down, and like, okay, fine. I don't get to be aggressive. Yeah. And then when it can't block stuff anymore, right? Like in the late game, you're just like tap your five five. Yeah. Right, and God forbid that like they have a bunch of removal and you're down to one creature. Mm-hmm. And it's like fine. Like this is just three mana kill your thing forever. Yep. Okay. Like that's fine. Like. Yeah. It's not as good as a one mana tapper, but like most one mana tappers don't get to block two twos forever. Right. So like that card's super annoying. I've not played the one mana O three, the colorless one that like yeah. lets you lets you attack with uh your walls. Yeah. Well I don't think that one's like where the deck wants to be anyway, do you? No, like I like I think you're winning with Blight Pile and Birds. Yeah. I think that is not, I guess if you have to, fine. But like, yeah, I'm I'm not, that's not what I'm looking to do. The, like, I played two of the four mana, one, three. The one that goes to get you a wall. Yeah. Because I just looked at it as like, it's extra bird wall, it's extra blight pile. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, all you want is to draw your bird wall. Like, please right. let me draw the wall, the next birds. Please, please, please. So, yeah, like, going to get, like, having that as, like, a tutor just makes your deck better. I mean, it's yeah. not a great body, but, I mean, we've, pay, we've played, like, maybe worse. Uh, what was the, like, four mana? It got cost reduction, but it was, like, four mana, two, two that draws a card uh, that, like. And oh, you, yeah, yeah, the one from Innistrad. Or, yeah, no, there's the white one from, I was thinking of AFR, where, like, it got, has cost reduction based on the number yeah. of creatures it attacked. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was AFR? I thought it was Midnight Hunt. Maybe it was. I. It all smushes together. 
Yeah, it's um, a four mana, four mana two two with like a few attack. Yeah, cost less or whatever. Right, like yeah. that was a playable card, mm-hmm. and this one, like, synergizes with like your deck's theme. Yeah, has the same number of stats, power and toughness wise. Right, adds to four, and right. like, doesn't just draw you a card; draws you specifically the best on theme card in your deck at that time. Right, and that two two people were like, "Ooh, sweet two two," and it's like, yeah, this kind of does a lot of the same things. Yeah. So like, I like, I think it's good. I don't know if it's if it's great, but like, if you have like, if you only have two or three ways to win the game when your walls deck, you need to find them. You need to find them, right? You like, you can't just like sit around and hope you draw them. There's not like a tap wall draw a card wall. Right. Right. Like, so you've just got to like get to them somehow. And I think that is pretty good. And then yeah. like gives you a bird mm-hmm. or gives you an extra point of damage. Yep. And like the walls are super annoying to get through. Yeah. Right. Like you have a four. I, I had a four, four and I attacked into two of the one, like they blocked with like two, one, one tokens two one threes and it was like i only get to kill two things this is so <laughs> awkward yeah fine i'll kill these two <sighs> all right yeah. so yeah like the walls i've not seen like the first draft i did got walls pretty easily went three three it was an okay version and then i've played against some like walls decks where i'm just like how how am i supposed to beat this yeah uh so it's um it is really strong because it does like i said it blunts aggression and um has inevitability has yes exactly has inevitability it doesn't go over the top the same way like the five color like piles do Mm -hmm. but it goes over it like it has that like i can make five birds and now you're on like a three turn clock yeah or my black pile is going to like five you, you for over three the turns of three turns yeah. yeah and so like either way it's just like all right like you have to answer this one specific threat and if you don't i'm gonna win yeah so speaking of the five color piles i know we talked about them mm-hmm. a little bit already but um like what do you like what what kind of signals are you picking up on that puts you in the five color piles because i think the like the red green and the blue green versions of domain are different than the five color piles Yes, um, like the so red... there's like there's kind of two hidden archetypes in this set. That's why I wanted to pull these two out separately. So yeah, there's like there's the walls is its own thing, and then mm-hmm. the five color deck is its own thing. So I've only played one like really kind of true five color deck, and sometimes they're not like five color five color, right? Mm-hmm. Like it might be um, right? Like I got like two rare sweepers. Black, mm-hmm. black, and red, red. And I was already kind of leaning Jund. So I like got this yeah. black sweeper and got some fixing. And uh, so one, like you are looking for powerful uncommons and rares that are preferably, but not always, a single mana pip. Right. Right? So that way, or like a single splash mana pip. Like I had the... Uh, the the mons whatever the three three menace guy 
yeah. it puts lands into play or makes goblins. Just kind of exactly what you want in the five color deck. Yeah, and well, I had I was like black green, and I was yeah. like, oh, I can cast that. Like I'll be yeah. able to figure out a way to cast that and make my mana work. Like I know I'm not gonna cast it always on turn four, but mm-hmm. like later in the game, it's still gonna be pretty decent. Even if I don't get yeah. it down to turn six or seven, hopefully I'll have stuff to do in between then. Um, but you want those kind of things, uh, sweepers, uh fixing but the decks that like i've played against you're just like like every card they play is a banger right they just like it's like what what is the best card in the format for this and it's like oh yeah i have it like it doesn't matter i'll figure out a way to cast it Mm. so you just like so like if you we've all started a draft where you like take the rare and then like there's like a good gold uncommon that mm-hmm. doesn't share uh, a colors with your with your rare. With your rare. And yeah. you're like, well, I can take this common that's like a C. On color. Yeah, yeah. an on color common that's like a C, or I can take this like B plus gold card. And I was like, well, maybe I'll pl- end up playing this as of, and then like it happens again. And you, maybe you get a card that's like one of the like, or you get a gold card that's your rarest color plus one of the colors from your... Yeah. And you're like, I've got all these really powerful cards. I have to figure out how to like tie this together. Yeah, how to, how to cast them. Yeah, and um, then like you prioritize the lands. So you mentioned like the goblin guy that gets you lands off the top of your deck as a way mm-hmm. to like help your mana situation a little bit. And then obviously there's the... Um, like the comes into play tap, dual mm-hmm. lands. Is there... Like, what else is decent in that deck to help your mana? Do you play the, like, the dude that filters your mana? Do you play the thing that comes into play, scries one and filters your mana? I've not played the mana-fixing dude. I have, uh, I played, like, a blue-red deck that had, like, three lightning strikes, and I did just Mm -hmm. immediately kill the first one of those my opponent played. Just in case. Because I was like, I feel like this card is bad. And the only reason you're playing this card that is bad is because you're desperate to make your mana work. Yes. So (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to kill this and hope you don't cast anything the rest of the game. Um, The whatever crystalline grotto, it still Mm -hmm. has the grotto problem of it's not really fixing. Yeah. Um, So it's, I think the tap lands, uh, of course, uh, the, there's like the bad cultivate. Yeah, that gets you. I played you kick that, it and you can make soldiers. Yeah, I played that, um, and it was fine. Like I ended up flooding out because I had these three cards in my deck that just wouldn't got lands. And maybe I should have like adjusted my mana some to take into account that like I had three more lands in my deck. Yeah. Um, but like the the soldiers aren't nothing. They like let you. Uh like buy time and chump. Mm-hmm. They keep you alive for a couple turns so you can get set up. I've seen people use the blue pixie to fix their mana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually and... kind of like that card. I've only been blue a handful of times, but that card kind of impressed me. Yeah. Like it just does so many things. Yeah. Like downside is it's a phantom monster, right? And that's not terrible. Does it die if it's targeted? No, 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 Phantom Monster. Oh, from yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Alpha. 
like yeah, five mana, little... five mana. Yeah. Is it? Isn't it five mana? Is it? Oh, is that five? Is it three and a green? I thought it was three and a green was the kicker. I thought it was two and a green was the kicker. Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe it you're is. right. Maybe you're right. Anyway, yeah, it's like a bad three-three flyer. Yeah, but like you can get games where like just a three-three flyer is fine. Yeah. Right. They're at six. You play it, and they draw lands for two turns, and you win the game. Mm-hmm. Right. The so, uh, the cool thing mm-hmm. about that guy is he doesn't just fix your mana; he also helps your domain. Mm-hmm. So because it changes the land. Extra... Yeah. Um. The what is the black dig through time? Um, the card's fantastic in this set. Um, yes, it's amazing. Shadow something. Yeah, the two and a black. Yeah. Uh, we that, talked about it in our. Uh, yeah, we talked about it as like, it's like oh, it's a bad dig through time, and it's like yeah, but a bad dig through time, I guess, in limited is still, yeah, pretty good. So, um, I think that it is, um, shadow something or other, I think shadow prophecy. Yep. Yeah. So this card is, like we said, it is good in three color decks Mm -hmm. and absurd in five land type decks. Yeah. Um, so it is just amazing. Yep. Um, but like you can usually get those pretty late. Like I said, you mm-hmm. want to be in a situation. Yeah, they come around late. So, you either want like a card that is a like big time domain payoff, mm-hmm. at um early on, which is gonna push you in that direction, right? Yeah. And then you're making picks based on like maximizing domain, or when be that situation where I described where you like have three or four cards that are of kind of of high power level, but like don't really overlap that well in color. Yeah. And then you can kind of be like, you know what, the way I'm going to make this work is I'm going to take all the fixing and then just cast all these great cards and, you know, figure it out that way. Yeah. But like, it's one of those things that like, I think you can sit down and say like, I'm going to be the five color deck, but you always run the risk of like train wrecking yourself. Right. Right. You see the decks that are like really good. Mm-hmm. Five color decks. Like those are the decks you see and you remember. But the person who like never saw two of their five colors and Yeah, like had a handful of four cards. Court. Like you thought yeah. they were like teamer, but they yeah. were really base black and they just never drew a swamp. Right. Right. And you're like like those are the decks you don't remember because like they didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, having the fixing, like, the Slimefoot's uh, survey or whatever, like, yeah. I had two of those, which is, like, I could do whatever I want. I just have to hit five mana, and then I get all my colors. Mm-hmm. And also, that card's absurd. The fact that it's, like, look at the top five or six cards, well, five cards of your deck, put the best one yeah. on top, right? Like I have uh, not played a whole lot of green so far, so I have not had the pleasure oh. of casting that card yet. I guess, how many green decks have I played? So I played Abzan Walls. I played The Rock. That was bad. <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh, Green Black Rock Domain uh, did not go well. Yeah. Like, um, this format has the, like, has the modern magic problem of, 
like you know it's the Junda problem of you can't play a bunch of one for ones when everyone else's cards are two for ones right and so i was like removal spell and i was like yeah that card drew me a card or that card ramped me and it's like oh i guess uh so uh speaking of two for ones have you played that deck yet which one the deck that's just two for ones um i had the pleasure of drafting that deck once i played a five color i got five color value that had three phyrexian ragers and the 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 two and a blue, the ether channeler or whatever. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. So like just a bunch of cards that ETB drew a card. Yeah. I and then removal. With, I think I had four uh, Phyrixian Ravagers. And then I had three of the three, two flyer that draws something when it dies. Oh yeah. 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 I had some of those yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Like you just, you just bury yeah. your opponent. Every creature was a two for one. Yeah. yeah. Um, And like, Again, like those decks, like can weather the storm against aggro, mm-hmm. right? Because, okay, like your three two trades with their three one, Whatever. but you yeah. got a replacement card, and eventually yep. you making all those trades, you're gonna end up with three cards in your hand, and they're gonna have nothing. Yep. But then it also does pretty well against the, the bigger decks because you're like, fine, I guess I'll throw two things in front of this. Because I one gave me a card, one's gonna get me a card on the way out. Yeah. Yes, I two for one myself, killing your five five. But I got to I I got to replace both of these cards. Yeah. So, so you basically two for one your opponent. <laughs> yeah. So eventually, I'm going to like again, kind of be able to grind and recoup my my value, and yeah. get to the other side. But yeah, like you know the the like just like. A bunch of like whatever the two black black instant speed removal spell cards mm-hmm. good but like not good enough to like withstand right you now like you've got to kill a three two flyer mm-hmm. right and then like you kill them with your like good removal spell and they're like okay i'll get the best card out of my top two yep and you're like wow like i'm behind like mm-hmm. i lost now like I just can't I can't keep up with that. Yeah. So yeah, you it's it's weird that like the like kind of like the control deck I don't know how like blue black like survives. Like I'm not playing it's a blue black control deck, really. Mm-hmm. Maybe one. But like I can't imagine drafting one. Well, I mean it was, the one that I drafted wasn't really a control deck. It was just like a pile of two for ones. Yeah. Well what I mean is like game eventually. like a a, like the blue black archetype is like control. Yeah, it's right? supposed to be control. Yeah, like you can't just play a bunch of like, you know, like you play the you play tribute to Urborg, you kill mm-hmm. your opponent's two drop. Okay, then your white your red white opponent plays a three mana two two that makes a one one. Yeah, you kill one of them. Then the next turn they play a one card that makes three creatures, and you're like. I have a bunch of like spot removal. <laughs> right. I'm dead to f- uh, three ma- three and a white make four make three one ones. I can't beat that card. Yeah. Right. Like you just get in this bad spot where you're just like, oh, there's nothing I can do here. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know how that deck can work. Yeah. With everything, I haven't giving seen you so a much- functional version of it. No, I like I, said, I had what I thought was a good blue white deck and got smushed. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. 
this format is not about me doing this. Right. Like, so, like I said, I feel like, so, like, I just think about Keldheim, and I might have mentioned this before. So, you remember when Keldheim turned into, like, red, like, the the white one-mana, like, one-two first-strike bird? Mm-hmm. And the stupid, like, helm that if something got blocked, the equipment? Yeah. It, right? And, like, every game was you either played against five-color snow, or you played against... One drop into one drop into one drop into equipment, mm-hmm. and that was the whole format. Yeah, this runs the risk of doing that. Yeah, I don't like the the actual five color deck. I haven't run into as often as like you did in Kaldheim. Yeah, um, I've certainly run into you know three color like maybe stretching to four color domain, mm-hmm. um, but I think I've only seen one of the five color decks so far. Yeah, no, I, that might not be as well supported, but like, well, I think there's more competition for the lands too. Like every mm-hmm. deck wants the dual lands and I think they're getting drafted like pretty, pretty high in the pick order. Yeah. Um, it's not, I don't think I've had a draft yet that I've like last picked gotten like a land because nobody else wanted no. it. They're always gone long before, the dregs of the pack and like uh my domain deck i was like okay like i i like there was a few times i passed the lance yeah and was like oh like pack three i'm gonna really focus on taking the lands and, and there was no lands on pack three because i think everyone was doing that yeah and i think a thing to remember and i need to remind myself is right we're in modern limited mm-hmm. there's a lot of playables yes like, the things that are less replaceable are the lands, mm-hmm. right? There are a ton of, like, you know, four mana four fours with, like, keyword. Right. Right? So it doesn't matter which one of those you have, but there's only, like, one red-green duel. Right. So there are probably times where if you are in this deck, you should stop and think and go, hey, I need to take red-green duel land here because I'm going to get three and a green four four reach at some other point yeah like i'll get this card somewhere else because no one's gonna go into like pack three and go like oh man i just need three and a green four four reach <laughs> right? right but, but everyone's gonna go oh i need the green black dual land or the green red dual land or whatever or i'm like domain i have all these domain payoffs i need any land that has yeah. Uh, land types on it so i'm just gonna take those yeah so like try to prioritize your lands earlier because they're just way more playables now there's no Mm -hmm. there's no reason to think you're gonna be short playables like i don't there's not been a draft where at the end of it i've been like whoo i need to go add some cards for my sideboard because i'm short Oh, me neither. Right? It's always like... I've been I've struggling got, to make cuts every single draft. It's like, I've got 44 playables here. Yeah. What do I want to cut? Yeah. And, right, like, if you had 42 playables and an extra an extra land or two, your mm-hmm. deck's probably better, even if right. you're two colors. And, um, and you have less cuts to make, so your life's easier. Yep. Also, right, like... Most of the cards with kicker um, are 
find without their kicker cost. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah, I've that too. But I'll have sleeper, right? We've had one of the white three one yep. in every set for like the last five years. Mm-hmm. The card is fine. It's not right. great. It's fine. Right? But it has the kicker cost where it becomes a flushback marauder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes like you're gonna play a red white deck and maybe have two black sources in it because you have a red black duel and a white black duel. Right. Right? And there's a lot of times where you just turn two, three, one, go. Yep. Right? But then later in the game you might have the option to kick it and like it might be meaningful. So like people are gonna take those lands even if they're not those specific two colors because to they try have and the kicker. Because like yeah. they have like well, I'm happy playing this card without playing its kicker, but it'd be super neat if I got to play uh, pay the kicker cost once. Right so at I'm, some point over yeah, the I'm, course of this draft. Yeah, I'm gonna so I'm gonna put I'm gonna have two lands or even a land that lets mm-hmm. me do this just on the off chance. Yeah, of if like, you're gonna play the card anyway, then yeah, it's kind of a no brainer just to throw in a dual land that is mm-hmm. the off color. It's like I want a two mana three one. Yep. But sometimes. But, like, if once I get to, like, kick it and they sack their only creature. Yep. Amazing. I did it. Yep. So, the lanches go way higher than they normally would because of the off-color kicker costs. Yep. And um, I'm say, so, oh, oh God. Crystalline Grotto. Yeah. Um, Like, I think if you have decks that have, like, a single off-color, like, uh, mana uh, kicker cost. Like if you like have a two color deck with like one or two off color cards. Yeah. Like, or off color kickers. Like I think that card yeah. is okay there. Cause what it's doing is it's taking your, your, uh, Benelish sleeper and taking it from like one white black to two white black. And that effect yeah. is still fine at two white black. Mm-hmm. Right. But you, the situations where it's like, you know, you know, a, the, like if you were white black and you had heroic charge, Right? right, you're never going to pay like you could maybe like dream of like oh I have the red white land so I could pay three it ends up being six right three white white red with the kicker because it's one in the white or one in the red for the kicker. Is it one? I thought it was just a single red. I maybe thought it's it was, one in the red. Uh, but uh, let's see. Actually, I know this one. It is one in the red. Like I know the name of this one. Okay. Um, right, like. You could maybe talk yourself into pl- saying like, "Oh, if I have my like off-color land, fine." Yeah. But like with Crystalline Grotto, you're not getting to effectively four white, white, red, right? In your in your aggro black, white deck, right? So like, if you have like a single, if they're like the single pip, I think it's fine. But when you add that one, I think the the Grotto gets significantly worse. Yeah. Um. So we kind of talked about like the hidden archetypes Mm -hmm. and we've kind of touched on a couple other ones. Um, What are like, what archetypes are overperforming? Like what are, what are the ones that you want to try and get into and the ones that you want to try and stay away from? Um, I think the, the, the archetypes that are like one for one, I've not seen, I've not seen blue black at all. Like a hard blue black control deck just have not seen it. Um, I think blue white, I've not really like the blue white decks I've seen, like were basically like flyers, mm-hmm. but like the blue white, like 
I've not seen anyone play like Wrath. Yeah. Like the like go wide spells archetype. I've not seen that. I've not seen like control be like viable. So I think mm-hmm. like the one for one things are not great. And I think like yeah. if you're gonna go wide with um white, it just pairs better with red. With red, yeah. I right? agree. Because like blue white go wide is kind of like trying to like mid range grind you. Mm-hmm. And you run the risk of getting run over by red white and mm-hmm. gotten gone over the top of by the domain decks. Yeah. So you're like in this weird spot. I keep coming back to it, but I think red white is the best aggressive deck. Um, I mean, I've had really good luck with Rakdos. Okay. Yeah, like some, some version of Mardu that kind of like goes into what my next question was going to be is like, how many actual two color decks have you seen? I think like maybe early in the format, I say that the format's four days old or whatever, but like on the first couple days, I saw you know a bunch of people playing just two color decks. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last couple days, like I think more and more people are playing either hard three color or two color splashing a third. And I think part of that is for what we were just talking about. There's so many like off color kicker cards that you're kind of incentivized to play mm-hmm. like a third color. Um, but like, what have you seen? Have you seen? I've like the the two color decks I've seen are almost exclusively red white. Like, yeah. like I've got a they want to go like stupid two mana two two into like you know the two two that makes a one one into like the the red white uncommon and then mm-hmm. kill you on turn five. Yeah, like and they can't they like I want to hit exactly four lands and i want them to be white white red red like that's what i want mm-hmm. if i do this i'm going to win you know 60 percent of my games or whatever <clears throat> um but other than that like really not that many two color decks at all right yeah. like i think that i think that what happened was is that everyone went in and was like oh i'm going to play what are the archetypes let me draft an archetype yeah well, they... so that that's another thing. I don't know if you notice this or not, but when you go to sign up for a draft, mm-hmm. the archetypes are in like the the text that's on the screen. Like you can scroll through and the archetypes are right there. Oh, I never noticed that. Yeah, I don't think they used to be. I think that's new. Okay. I mean, if you want to make people feel more comfortable about doing a draft, mm-hmm. right? Just put it up in front of them like here's what you're here's what we think you're supposed to draft. We think you're supposed to draft death and aggression. <laughs> yeah um well i draft the skull and the fire okay um but i've not really like i said the if you're mid-range you're more than two colors yeah um and if you're aggro you're i've only i think i've only played against a handful of red black decks maybe only oh, one or man. two I think people are sleeping on that one then. I I really haven't come across many either, but I've been like absolutely killing it with like red, black, splash, white, or black, white, splash, red, Mm -hmm. or the, uh, those uncommons, they're no joke. And that kind of goes into, I guess the next thing that I wanted to talk about was if there's any specific cards that you think are, you know, overperforming or underperforming. And uh, Mm. the one I'll start with are the, like the red, black uncommons. I think Garna and the hand, 
hand of the legate or whatever his name is they're both kind of bonkers the the guy that um makes a 2-1 every turn yeah i've not like that card has like been fine but it also sometimes just throws a 2-1 into like uh into you and doesn't do anything well that's all the deck wants to do though yeah like you draw a card when your thing dies or you get to scry one when the thing dies or you get a thing that gets bigger when something enters the battlefield or like just making that body every turn is almost better than attacking with it yeah i guess that um like i guess when i've seen it in play i've not seen the rest of the synergies around it oh okay right like i've not seen the like oh man it's gonna suck when they sack this because they're gonna get extra value it's just been like they make a 2-1 they attack into my 5-5 and i block it mm-hmm. and nothing happens and we do that for like two turns oh and it's like that, oh that definitely hasn't been my experience with that card you've you've drafted now granted i started in bronze four we're so we're, we're at gold now so i don't like maybe oh, I just hit platinum oh i mean i'm a few drafts behind you yeah uh we'll get there eventually um <laughs> oh, i'm sure you're gonna outpace me i'll probably get sick of this format in a couple days and be done oh i i think this will, this should hopefully hold me for a while so i'm going yeah. through the uncommons night of dusk shadow the... is that the black with menace mm-hmm. yeah and randomly has your opponent can't gain life yeah, i had that... that that's actually bitten me i've had that clause lose me games yeah. and win me games like I was one of my drafts. I'm just like, why is this here? Like I knew I heard about it and I knew yeah. the card existed, but now that I'm like, I've not gained like four life this game. I'm upset yeah. that it exists. <laughs> like, why yeah, is I, this? I kicked that three mana red damage spell. Oh yeah. I had one of those on the battlefield. Harloom, like, no! Harloom, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, Oh man. Yeah. Uh, Harloom battle him. And you're like, why didn't yeah. I get? Why didn't I gain my life? And she's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I paid the kicker and everything. Yeah. I was like, oh. no, that's how I was going to survive the crackback. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nish Nishaba Brawler. The two mana O three with domain makes power equal to your land mm-hmm. types or whatever. Yeah. Like I've just had that thing like be a menace where you're just like yeah. they like played on turn two. And they attack as like a 3 3 on turn three. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, what am I? And then they attack as a 4 3 on turn four. And like, what am I supposed <laughs> to? I can't, I can't do anything here. This yeah. is, this is awful. Yep. Um, I've only seen it kicked once, but like Phyrexian Missionary just. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that one kicked yet. Uh, the one of the, like, just a one in the white two three lifelinker. Yeah. That just has the out of being a gravedigger late in the game. Yeah. Right? Like I've never seen it kicked, but that card's a pain in the ass. Right, like it's a it's one of those like um cards that is like good against the aggressive decks. It's like, oh, you have a, an army of two twos? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like I played yeah. this on two I like took care of your next three plays. Yeah. He's like, what are you going to do? Attack me with like two, two, twos. I'll eat one and lose no life. Okay. Yeah. Neat. Um, so few of these I've actually seen play, which is weird. Um, 
I think Runic Shot is really good. The, like one mana kill a tapped creature. Which one's that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right, like that's like two mana off with that with that normally costs. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, throw a blue on it and you get to scry. <laughs> sure. Why? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, some of these. Yeah, that like... was something that I kind of had to like train myself for was like seeing the off color kicker and yeah. thinking, oh, that doesn't go in my deck. But like a lot of the kicker cards are fine on the front half, and the kicker is just a bonus. They're they're adventure cards, right? Remember yeah. we talked about like adventure and, and like Bone Crusher Giant. I was like, well, like the front the the spell half is not embarrassing, and then the the creature half is is good, right? So it'll it'll yep. be playable. Now it's for limited, but it's like, you know, like I have this split card. This half of the split card is fine. Yep. If I never cast the other half, I'm happy with this side of the split card. Yep. And every time I get to cast the other side of the split card, it's just gravy. Yeah. Yeah. So like, don't think of them as like, oh, I'm not red black, so I can't play this card. It's like, no, no, you have mountains in your deck. You can cast War Host Frenzy. Yeah, doesn't matter or if you the, can kick the it. trumpet blast is like yeah, that's it's just trumpet blast, and then there's a kicker. Warhost like the card is literal is... trumpet blast. Yeah, it but is it's literal trumpet blast. It is strictly better trumpet blast. Yeah, like and like trumpet blast isn't. I mean, it's not always, you know, a B, but it's at times playable. Yeah, like there are definitely formats like this one where like it's mm-hmm. easy to get six tokens on the battlefield. Oh yeah, everything and brings a buddy. Murder your opponent on turn four or five. Like you're just like how? Well, I guess I have all these tokens. I guess you die now. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, neat. Next game. Um, and even if they don't die, you draw a bunch of cards. So, <laughs> territorial Morrow is always mm-hmm. a ten ten. It's always huge. I don't think I've ever seen it smaller than a six six. Yeah, it's always just giant. I know it's a giant yeah. vanilla, but it's always just giant. Well, it's really hard to kill in this format. Yeah, there's, like, you've got, like, the black, like, unconditional removal spell, and then a couple of the white exile-based removal. There's two. There's well, Citizen's there's the Arrest. There's two mana, like, kill something with uh, toughness four or greater. Yeah, which has actually been surprisingly good. Yeah. Right? Like, if you play against the Walls deck, it just, it gets them. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you play against a white deck, there's enough, like, enchantment-based removal that you can get them. Yeah. And same with the sagas. Yep. There's a lot of getting them in, in the format. How have you felt about the sagas? Have you played any of the Rita Head sagas? Um, so we were we were in our uh, feeling things out stage, and we, I played mm-hmm. Founding the Third Path. Mm-hmm. And my blue-white deck is like, this is a bad Snapcaster. Yeah. And it's a bad Snapcaster. <laughs> now, uh... I played against it in Constructed. It's interesting in Constructed in like Explorer. Yeah. Uh, they uh, remember was it is it C the like sorcery speed anticipate that if you cast it from anywhere else you draw three cards. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I had an opponent like founding the first path, cast that as hmm. their free spell, and then a couple turns later, two mana draw three. Yeah, that is. And I was like. That's neat. I don't know if it's the right shell, but that's neat. Uh, Not that it's overperformed, but I think Frostfish Strider is as good as everyone thought it was going to be in Limited. Yeah. 
And then um, impede momentum. That's I don't know the if it's, stun. Mm-hmm, I don't know if it's overperforming in my eyes. Now I haven't drafted it because I've not drafted the right deck for it, but like once. But yeah. it is hard removal if you're aggressive. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah, red, I mean, if you're looking to end the game on turn five, then like your creature is just not going to untap. Yeah, or you know you have the situation where, uh, right? We've all like had our opponent sleep our board, and mm-hmm. just basically it was a wrath because we never got to untap again. Right. Right. This sometimes is just like terminate, mm-hmm. be, but because it, they did it on turn five, and you're you were dead on turn eight. And your right. creature never untapped. So, like, it takes the right kind of deck, but that card has been just like, oh, I guess I'm dead here now. They never untapped. But I've pointed that out, like, in some of my videos. I'm like, you see here? It was just Doomblade. Yeah. So, it takes the right deck, but mm-hmm. definitely... Uh, I also the the blue red uncommon the oh gosh the flying guy, uh, Balmore. Mm-hmm. I had a game I think I mulled to five or six and killed my opponent on turn four. Wow, that's four, impressive. On turn four or five, I do it like creature into this, and then just like cast like three spells and won the game. Yep. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, like that was easy. Easy peasy. Yeah, it was like. Two creatures, lightning strike, you attack. Yeah. Lightning strike, you lightning strike, you kill you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Like, when, you're, when your lightning strikes deal five, that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. That's a good good uh, return on your investment. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, If you were playing, uh, I mentioned this in the pre-show, like, if you're playing, like, best of three, like, I think, like, choking miasma goes up in your pick order. Right, like if you're black and you see a choking miasma, I've picked them up super late or seen them super yeah. late. Right, I've also seen them real late. They are awful against like half the format, mm-hmm. and the other half the format, the Wrath of God. Yeah, and like if you're playing best of three, like having one of these in the board of your black deck, sometimes you just have three mana Wrath of God and it wins you the game. Yep, but in um. Oh gosh! In like best of one, you're kind of rolling the dice. Yeah, I definitely did a draft where I was just like, "Come on, mountain! Come on, mountain! Show me a mountain! Show me a mountain!" <laughs> I'd be like, "Yes, these cards are live." <laughs> um, and then cleaving Skyrider, I didn't realize mm-hmm. it hit players. Mm-hmm. And I got like blasted out of a game, and I was yep. like, "Oh, this hits players." <laughs> I mean, it's also like six mana if you kick it, but very true. But still, I was like, huh. Yeah. Um. The uh, I mean, it's really no surprise. So I don't know if they're really over performers, but like all of the creatures that like bring a buddy are really yeah. good. Yeah, and there are a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, like resolute reinforcements. Lots of, yeah, lots of things to do with those little bodies. Yeah, either sack them. Or I did I Pump did uh, lose a game because I cast a spell pre combat, and my opponent was at one, and they got to cast protect the negotiators. I had mm. three creatures. I was like, oh, I'm gonna like reanimate uh, the black white uncommon 
yeah. Elise. So like, if mm-hmm. something happens, I'll still get the ping and I'll win the yeah. game. Did not play around them getting a blocker and then killing <laughs> me in the air. And I was like, oh man, if I would have just would have attacked, yep. like now if I would have just would have attacked, I would have had a removal spell. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just like, this is wrong. But I was like, ah, this is bad. Um. Well, the uh, Coalition Sky Knight, I'm just looking at uncommons, like the 2-2 flyer with Enlist, mm-hmm. right? Like, sometimes it's just a 6-2, yep. and they can't do anything about it. Yeah, in I'm, I don't think it's really going to translate well to Constructed, but in Limited, Enlist is way better than I thought it was going to be. I was kind of cold on Enlist when we were doing the Mechanics episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it, no, it, it's really good. I the, think... Two mana, one three vigilant enlist mm-hmm. guy, is a pain in the ass. The uh, the big trampling red enlist guy mm-hmm. is a pain in the ass. The flying enlist guy is a pain in the ass. I think that the reason they are, like the reason enlist is in the format is because they seeded the walls deck, mm-hmm. right? Like if you didn't have enlist, like you you play your two two. I play Coral whatever, Coral Wall, and it's a 1-4, right? You never get to get through Coral right. Colony, right? But with Enlist, you can make your 2-drop big enough to either trade yeah. with my wall or just kill it outright. Yeah. So I think that's why it's there. Like The problem with Enlist is your 2-2 two two still trades with my 2-2. Two two. Right. Your 3-4 still trades with my 4-4. Four four. Or well, tr- now trades with my four four. Yeah, I, I specifically mentioned, and I'm only realizing this now that I specifically mentioned only the ones with keywords. The ones with evasion, or yeah, yeah. like flying and trample. Effective, yeah. like flying is evasion. Trample, yeah. kind of evasion, right? Yeah. But like just the regular vanilla one, it's harder because yeah. it's just like, all right, I'm gonna like run this into your thing and trade. Yeah. Like that's why I took I took that flyer like pack one pick one because I was like well, this sometimes is just like a four two flyer that they can't block, and I'll yeah. win the game that way. Yeah. Um. So, what are what are cards? I'm trying to think of. Uh, what are cards that have disappointed? Um. Oh. <laughs> The biggest disappointment that I've had is one of my favorite cards from spoilers, I think. Uh-oh. Uh, Phoenix Chick has done, like, nothing good for me. I lost the game to a Phoenix Chick, if that makes you feel better. That makes me feel a little bit better. They, but... they brought it, like, I should have killed their creature pre-combat, and I was like, I didn't, and I was like, oh no, oh no, they get the regret of the chick. <laughs> oh no, I'm dead now. Uh, In that, like... I kind of know what the cards do, but I don't know what the cards do. Like phase of like limited. Yeah, yeah. Um, Singer connoisseur. It's the one just, that gets bigger when things die. It's just awful. Um. All like, right. Like I mean, it's. I'm not gonna call it like a B or anything, but. Like. Um. I've had it do work for me. I've, I just had opponents play it, and I'm just like lightning strike it, like. I played it yeah. and I was like, I was like, watch this. This is why this card is bad. I'm gonna spend two mana and just eliminate their entire turn. Yeah. Right. Like, like right beside it in the in the picks, there's Shalai's uh, 
Acolyte, which is four and a white for a three, four. Mm-hmm. Right, like it has to go onto the battlefield. It ha- like the connoisseur, unless something dies, trades with uh, the the three two, the two blue yeah. blue three two flyer. Like it, like it doesn't seem to matter enough. Yeah. Right, like for what you're paying for it, you're not getting enough out of it. They like you have to wait till something dies, and yeah. like your opponent has agency sometimes over like what dies. They can like block in a, in such a way that they're not trading. Mm-hmm. If they're really worried about it, um, I don't know. In my experience, there's always been something to die, though. Yeah, you always have like a soldier kicking around, or like I said, that whatever his name is that makes a two-one every turn. Mm-hmm. Again, you've drafted better versions of that deck than I have played against, so yeah. <laughs> like that might that might be it. Like I've not drafted that deck, and I've yeah. not played a good against a good version of it. Yeah. Um. The red defiler. Yeah. We talked about this in the pre-show. Like, it is, it is kind of at like uncommon power level. I mean, it's. I would definitely say it's worse than some of the uncommons. It's like a. It's a two red red four four first striker, mm-hmm. with like a block of flavor text. I'd rather have Garna. Oh, the the four three, yeah, yeah. Uncom- but it's just like I played it and I was just like, I like I think I pinged my opponent once, but like your hand's kind of empty by the time you play it. Like a yeah. four mana four four first striker is good, but mm-hmm. like it's it's to the point of like if you're not caring about rare drafting, and like that's your rare, there's a chance that you like should take an uncommon over it. Or yeah. like even like a good common removal spell, because mm-hmm. it's, it's not just... something that's gonna pull you into red. Yeah, you're just like this is fine, but like you're not you're not super excited when you like play it to be like oh, oh man this is, this is great this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. So yeah, I would like I'm not super impressed with it. The black one was really good, in limited at least, like the menace matters and. Mm-hmm pumping like irrelevant guys matters and there's enough like cheap black creatures where you can you know the turn after it comes down pay six life and mm-hmm. you know give menace to your entire board i've not i've not seen that one i played against the blue one i don't think they drew a card with it yeah i played against the blue one and they died yeah um i'm looking through the rares now oh like Ivy Gleeful Spell Thief. I've opened that like once as pack one, pick one, and just was like, I can't take this. And Which one's I, that? Uh, the blue green two one flying that if a uh, creature cat if a player casts a spell that targets a single creature, you can copy it and have it co- uh, target Ivy. Yeah, I don't think I've even seen, or if I did see it, I haven't paid attention. I saw someone go completely and totally off with it one game. Yeah. And then just like I'm like, I, and then another game I've seen people just not do anything. There's yeah. a lot of rares that like I look at, and I'm just like, this doesn't do anything in in, in limited. The like, uh, red green three mana red green three three that like wants you to tap artifacts. Mira, scholar of antiquity. Yeah, there's just like that's yeah. a common. Is a hill giant. Yeah, I had I had one opponent 
Well, I mean, it's better than a hell giant because it's only three mana. But... Oh, what is it? It's Gregor then? Uh, well, Gregor is a two-two. Okay, so it's still it's okay. player design hill giant. <laughs> Fine, okay. But I had a, I had one opponent that went like whatever the Yosha saga is. Mm-hmm. They went one of those into another one of those into the red green guy and then died. Yeah, like if you if you like you this format is like slow. But, like, you do have to do something on turn two and turn three. Yeah. And, like, realistically, I think that's probably best case scenario for that card. Yeah. And it just didn't do anything. Um, I, I'm just scrolling through the rares. Uh, <clears throat> not that it's super surprising, but, like, I've passed multiple Leaf Crown Visionaries. Like, just not not happening. Yeah. Oh, did you hear about uh, what Leyline Binding is doing in Modern? No, what's it doing in Modern? It, like, uh, was in multiple top, like, eight decks, I think, in both challenges, or it won both challenges. Hmm. I have cast it in Limited for one multiple times. <laughs> Good. Right, like, in Standard, you just go, like, Triome, Triome, and you just have, like, Source yep. of Plowshares. Yep. Like, pretty easily. To the point where I'm, like, do I have enough white sources in my stupid elementals deck to take out a braid and play this? <laughs> like maybe it's super weak to besage you, but yeah, still it does way more than a braid does. Mm-hmm. That's a cute Kalidus. Boom. <laughs> he gone, gone, gone. Um, let me see here. I'm just thinking that the, uh, squee was way better than I thought it would be. Yeah. I haven't seen squee yet. Um, Hmm. Yeah, it's hard. Like I've not played against a lot of the rares. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, rares you don't. Yeah, but like the, those are the things that like you usually get like hyped for. So I'm just trying to look look yeah. look through cards and be like, what are the cards that like I've been like impressed with? Have you oh. played? Is uh, it cut down or whatever? Have you played that yet? I've not played it. I've played against it. It's been. It's been fine. Fine. Yeah. Like it is like in that weird it's always fatal push mm-hmm. and then some t- well almost always fatal push i guess like the uh shivan uh devastator makes it not fatal push yeah right but then there are other times where it is like it's getting three and four drops yeah but like you can always count on it to be fatal push push which is probably good enough mm-hmm um, I did. I did have a card that ha- has overperformed. Is oh, it what's that? Urborg Reclamation. Is that what it is? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That. So like, this is one of the, like this is a format that you need a stupid like draw to, mm-hmm. right? Like that is a stupid draw to. At the end of the game, you just want to like draw that card and go like, sweet. I'm gonna draw two cards now. I'm gonna draw two spells. And they're going to win me the game. I'm going to get my bomb back and a blocker. I'm going to play my blocker. Like, I was I was like, I'm going to get back a Phyrexian Rager and a Phyrexian Rager. And I'm, gonna, <laughs> and I'm going to, like, four for one you this turn. It's going to be great. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, that card is overformed. We already talked about Shadow Prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that like, card's been fantastic. 
Like, if you are, like, touching three colors. Um, like, I was playing... I had played a deck with Phyrexian Espionage. I'm the only mm-hmm. person, I think, I've seen cast this card. Maybe one other person has. But I haven't seen uh, it in a while. I've seen it, I've seen it a few times. But it's not, like, as ubiquitous as you would think, like, the divination would be. Right. Right. You know what I've actually seen more than that? Is the uh, the set mind rot? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen a bunch of times. I've main decked that a few times and like just yep. been like my whole goal here is to get their last two cards. Yep. So I had someone Telerian terror me into back to back molten whatevers. Oof. Yeah. And like that's the deck I would have put together. Like I'm just not like found <laughs> it yet, but I'm like yeah. Like, they just went Telerian Serpent, or whatever it is, and then they were like, next turn, two Molten Monstrosities. So I was like, you did it, sir. You've won. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. I'm going to pick them up now. It's been a yep. good run. <clears throat> All of the, like, cost-reducing creatures are better than I thought they would be. Right? Like, um, I-, I haven't seen the green one, I don't think, at all. Okay. Fair. The black one's been good, the blue one's been good, the red one's been good, and the white one's been good. Yes. they've Those ones have been good. I will say, have never seen the green one. So I mean, I've seen it in draft, but I've never seen someone cast it. Yes, I've never seen it put on the stack. There yeah. are better things to do mm-hmm. in your I have five different land types deck yeah. than cast a vanilla 4-6. Yep. So there's no reason to. But, like, I had, like... I had swept my opponent, and they just, like, one mana necromass. And I was like, oh, I've got to deal with yep. this now. <clears throat> yep. Um, for some reason, the thing has death touch. <laughs> so they did posit a good reason for it on limited resources. Oh, yeah. What'd they say? So how do you get rid of a 5-5? Five five? You block it with two three threes. Mm-hmm. It has death touch. It gets both. Okay. Right, or you block it with a four, four, and a two, two. Yeah. Right, like one, one on one blocking. Yes, like having death touch is dumb. It kills everything it attacks. It, that blocks yeah. it. But if you double block it, it makes sure you get two things for it. Yeah. Which I was right. like, okay, I will, I will give you that. Yeah. Um. Does your two mana five five need that though? <laughs> I mean, fire, man. Yeah. That's right, fire design. Don't don't necessarily need it, but you know, it's it's good to have. Yep. Um when I talked about Clockwork Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um and there are just some cards that like I've just never seen. Right? Like yeah. seven dra- like Elf Hamworm. Never seen it. Mm, I've seen that a few times. Oh, you know what got me once? Is I uh, I drafted a Guardian and New Banalia. Okay. The two mana, two two rare enlist guy. Mm-hmm. Whenever it enlists something, you scry. And I thought that it was the Lord. So I drafted oh, a bunch no. of soldiers. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it ended up fine for me anyway because, like, Fail Case was just, you know, a mediocre red white deck. But yeah. And, like, a mediocre red-white deck can fall backwards into four wins pretty easily. Yeah. It was just awkward that, like, I was specifically, like, reading the type line. line of cards looking for soldiers and, like, 
you know, making suboptimal picks to prioritize soldiers and yeah, was I, not the Lord. I definitely have, to, if it makes you feel better, I definitely have a play where um, my opponent cast impede momentum mm -hmm. on my creature and I'd spent like the whole game holding up, take up the shield. Yeah. And I cast take up the shield thinking it gave hexproof. Oh, <laughs> and I gave something lifelink and a counter and indestructible and it was tapped for three turns. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's immortalized on the internet forever now. So my bad. I don't know why I thought it gave uh hexproof. It's because of shore up. Yeah. And I think those two guards are actually like, those cards are way better than they used to be. Yeah. Like the, like one or two mana protection thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, so many of your cards are so good now that yeah. it's like worth playing a little bit off curve to be like, well, I can play a different five drop here because next turn I can hit my land and have five drop plus shore up up. And mm -hmm. then they'll spend their one removal spell. I'll cast shore up. My guy won't die. And then I'll win the game. Yeah. Cause my busted card got to survive a turn or like there's been a couple games where like, I've been like, all right, I'm going to cast this because I think they have Essence uh, Scatter. And I'd rather have this garbage card, Essence Scattered, than my good card. And sure yeah. enough, it gets Essence Scattered than slam the other one. Yeah. But, like, they're both, like, because of how good cards have gotten, like, both take up the shield and shore up just the fact that you can, like, save a creature is such a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then, like, because, like, they all are just, like, mountains of value especially right. like rares they're mountains of like recurring value yeah. their text is just like draw a card each turn discard a land <laughs> return a creature your, your spells like, cost too less yeah and it's like okay like i would i kind of want to make sure that stays around for two turns and like buries you yeah um like artillery like another domain card that you don't think about is like artillery blast you randomly have a planes and then you like attack and you just get your thing like fived yep. and you're like oh like that was not even on my radar when i attacked yeah. with this so uh, that card's been pretty good yeah i'm trying to think like haunting figment like i don't know if i expected it to be good but i don't know how good like the blue red spells deck is I've only I've I drafted it once and it was fine. I tried to I tried to draft it once. I pick pick one and pick two were both the uh, the dwarf that gets counters. Oh gosh, okay. And like the rest of the deck never came together, mm -hmm. so I ended up with a mediocre red white deck again. So this is why you're winning all of your games is because you you've. <laughs> You gravitated pretty quickly to the, if they don't hit their third color, I win the game. Well, I mean, that's kind of my MO, though. Yeah, that's... and I've gravitated towards, if I hit my third color, I win every game. <laughs> Which so, just, we're polar opposites. Like, if, if you remember, though, when we were talking about, when we were doing kind of our Learn to Play series, mm -hmm. um, part of what I brought to the table was... A lot of times in limited, if you play one drop, two drop, three drop, you win the game. Yes. Um, more so than if you can, you know, pull something together on turn six. 
Mm -hmm. So I think just in general, when I play limited, I kind of prioritize the like aggro slanted with a decent curve and yeah. Also, um, flow stone infusion. Uh, mm -hmm. it is just a removal spell. Oh, I mean, it's also a pump spell. It is, but like I typically don't take a bunch of pump spells in decks. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I disappeared on the, in the video there for a second. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, but I played a 2-2 and my opponent just killed it. And I went, oh my God, it is just a one mana removal spell. It's that yeah. stupid, uh, black spell from, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, whatever. From Minnesota. Uh, Strixhaven. Oh yeah, that too. Uh, Lash of Malice. And I was like, oh, gosh. Like, if it was black, I would read it as, like, removal spell. Mm -hmm. But because it was red, I read it as, like, <laughs> pump spell I don't want. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It is just bad removal spell. Uh, okay, cool. I need to remember this. Yep. But I was like, they killed my thing, and I went, oh, oh. Why didn't I think of this before? Oh. Get to amplifier is absurd. It is. Um, that's yeah. I meant to talk about that card when we, when I brought up um, about looking at cards with like an off color kicker as mm -hmm. just the card and not necessarily yeah. the kicker uh, because that's one of them. I was staying away from that card at first because I kept looking at it and seeing, oh, that's the uh, you know Blue the spells card. archetype. That's not for me. But no, it just gets huge with every lightning strike that you play. Yeah. Um... I, like, in my head, it was whatever the Gitu card from uh, the first Dominaria, right, that gets a spell back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And my opponent played it and bounced my creature, and I went, wait, wait, this is, <laughs> it is one mana less yeah. to do that than the blue kicker card from yeah. uh, Zendikar Rising. And I was like, mm -hmm. this is just nuts. Like, this exact, like, and almost, like, was that a 3-2, though? I don't know. But I was like, this is, like, absurd that this yeah. card is only five mana to do that and then, like, becomes huge. It's, like, like the best uh, Kiln Fiend, like, ever. Mm -hmm. Now, Kiln Fiend is, I, I think Kiln Fiend's plus three plus oh, right? Right. And we've scaled it back. And like all cards now, it's plus two plus zero. Yeah. Or like, what was the uh, was it Festival Crasher? Mm -hmm. One three yeah. that gets plus two plus uh oh. So like, this is one less toughness, but also gives you the chance for your Festival Crasher to mana war something. Right. Like that's really ridiculously good. Yep. So yeah, I was. I was surprised when it bounced my thing, and I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> was not expecting it. Yeah, did not did not know that that was a thing that could happen. Yep. Lightning strike is very respectable in this format. Very yeah, respectable. I, I drafted highly. Yeah, it is up there in the pick order. Yeah, I was. <clears throat> I had a deck with like three, and I was like, "I'm feeling good." Like yep. I can't believe I got three. Yep. Um. But it is funny, just like some of the cards, I'm like, I've never seen anyone play this before. 
I, I haven't seen it. I mean, they're mythics, but I haven't seen a Shieldred. I haven't seen a Lily. I haven't seen a Karn. What's it I like? I haven't seen a um, So looking at the seen mythics. The, uh, Fireball Dragon. Uh, see, what have I played against? I've played against uh, Shieldred like twice. The uh, Shivan Defiler. Uh, Silverback Elder. Uh, I lost to that card once. I don't remember if I beat it. I might not have. I was playing walls. I think I just like chump blocked forever with birds. Yeah. Um, and then I had a soul canar. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Uh, I only gave it to my opponent once. <laughs> and oh, I, was, um, I drafted so that remember I told you I had one Jun deck that I also yeah. did poorly with. Um, my pack one pick one was Solo Wind Grace. Okay. It, it was not good. It was not good? No. I, like, I think pack three opened Solkanar, or I got past it late, and I was like, I think I can cast this. Just put it in my deck. <laughs> and then this would, like, it was just like, all right, can I play this and get multiple cards? Like, can I play this and close the game fast enough that... uh I'm not going to get to the fourth mode where I have to give it to my opponent. And that happened all but one time I played it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And then I, I pulled it out and I was like, Phew. like that would have been I, embarrassing. I, uh, I windmill slammed a uh, pack one, pick one, Sarah Paragon. Okay. Yeah, that was a, that was an easy seven. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, I'm in the best aggressive color, and I get to rebuy all of my stuff that died on the earlier turns. Seems good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've not seen, like, any of the Planeswalkers yet. Um, I saw a Jaya. I, yeah, I've not seen any of them. I wonder how, like, the Purifying Blade... Uh, like that card seems like it could be good, but I've not I've not seen it. No, I've had multiple opponents cast a Vesuvian Duplomancy against me. Really? Yep. Did actual nothing anytime it resolved. Oh yeah, it it was skip turn four. Oh yeah, like yeah. that is one of those mythics that just does not play in limited. Yeah like hello i am maybe an against the cards card like we mailed this one directly to (laughs) saffron he's been working on that deck for six months and um it's definitely a commander card yeah right like it's like uh necro duality Mm -hmm. it's like hey guess what like well necro duality you could win limited games with right like, so what do you need? Well, I need to draw my four mana enchantment. Okay. I need to have a bunch of creatures that I can target. Okay. But then I need, need a bunch of pump die. spells <laughs> yeah. to target them. So my deck needs to be like 14 creatures, seven pump spells, and this four mana do nothing enchantment. <laughs> Interesting. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, like, I've played against multiple Shieldreds, and, like, they did, like, nothing that mattered. Yeah, I haven't seen a Shieldred yet, but I imagine most of the decks that I've played would fold to a Shieldred. Yeah, I guess, like, you, like the gain to life. Yeah. Like, the deck, the decks I've played against, I think I lost to one, but then I had one that was like, I don't care what your life total is, I'm going to beat you eventually. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll take two, I'll play a land, I'll, like... I like played a land, cast uh, the ramp spell, got more lands, let them gain two life, sacked my creature to Shieldred to save my life total, and then wiped the board. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, you, you dealt me four damage with your stupid <laughs> thing. Neat. Yeah. Four mana for four damage is not a good rate. Right. So, yeah. But. It'd be cool if, like, if I played against, like, a Xur the Enchanter deck. Oh, I have a card. Like, I don't know if anyone expected this to be good. The stupid red-white rare. Uh, Aster, Bearer of Blades. The card has oh, yeah. literal no text. Yeah. I had my opponent resolve it and then look at the bottom seven cards of their library. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's not enough uh, equipment or vehicle in like, this deck. I was uh, I was going through it like in the in the in one of my drafts, and I was like, look at the equipment, like, yeah. and the equipment that they that we do have, like the equip costs aren't that high, right? Right. So like, I'm taking one off the equip cost of like a bad Your equipment. Ass. Yeah. Like, why do I care? Like, no, that's a bad card. And I have seen so many chaotic transformations. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm like I hate this card. Why do I keep opening it? Mm-hmm. This is not fair. Why do I keep getting bad, unplayable rares? I have ended up with a playset of them. Wow. They've just been like gone around the table until there's pick, nothing left in the pack. Pick nine, you're like, fine. Yep. Vault progress. The eggs, well, it's gems, man. They're rare. Oh, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yep. Um, so one more thing. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but I was like, you know what I'm going to do this time? I'm going to get... I did one draft, and then I was like, screw it. I'm going to like craft every common and uncommon. Oh, okay. And I started clicking through the stupid like crafting interface. Yeah. And I was like, no. So what I did is I made a deck that was every common and uncommon. <laughs> like I just and then start you craft all. Yeah, I just started clicking one, two, three, four, one, two, three, like clicked every card, hit craft all. Crafted six hundred and seventy-six cards. <laughs> and I was like, excellent. So I have what my what my uh, vault progress was after draft one, because I forgot to write it down. So I can tell you what how many what your draft progress is or vault progress is if you uh, craft all the commons and uncommons, <laughs> what you what you can hope to get. Yeah, I mean I imagine it's not worth it, but it's the only way to like upscale your wild cards. So yeah, yeah, it probably doesn't make too big of a difference. And I've tracked it in other sets, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, with this, I think we have an hour and a half long show. Yeah, we got a show. Yeah. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the uh, the limited content. It doesn't happen super often, so I know we're happy to make it when we have a chance to. Yeah. Like, this seems like it 
could be an interesting format. I like I just hope I think there's enough going on that it won't break into aggro versus five color piles. Like there's yeah. enough like interesting other things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think this is a I don't think it's an all-timer like um original dominaria Tamagawa was or yeah, original dominaria or cons or whatever, but I think it's fun enough. Yeah. It'll probably have my interest for another week or so. Yeah. Okay. That's that's plenty. Yep. Then you can start telling us about how good Lily is in various formats on Arena. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't seen any yet, but um I've played against a couple. Yeah. Uh well I had my opponent in back to back games get their Lily draw disruptioned <laughs> on turn three. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. I kind of felt bad. It's like yeah. <laughs> These things happen, but it's like, oh yep. man, like, <laughs> um, so, all right. If you want to get at us on social media, maybe there's a card that you think's doing really well and limited. Uh, let us know, reach out, like, get on the Discord and tell us, like, hey, you missed this. All those links are in the description below. Yeah. Also, if you're looking to support the show, like, if you're looking to pick up any singles from this set, there's a real easy way you can support the show. Uh, TCG player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Just navigate to TCG player using that link, and anything you purchase after that will get a percentage of to help the show out. Uh, if you want to support us a little bit more directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. You can chip a couple bucks in if you think we're doing a good job and get access to our pre-show, our show notes, and get put in our mailing list for all the all the fun goodies I've been putting out. Um also, make sure you check out our YouTube channel for Brian's draft videos. Uh, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. And I don't think I have anything else. Do you? No. So with that, we'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet. <laughs>